Thank you for joining me today. This is episode number 12. My name is Dale Lott Jr. And you are listening to A Better Pickup Line, the podcast. Okay, last episode, we discussed setting the compass of your mind. This is important because what we think determines the life we have. Our minds need to be filled with faith. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now, on the opposite side, Satan requires fear for his agenda to be fulfilled. Remember what Job said in uh, Job 3.25? He says, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me and what I dreaded has happened to me. That's what happens when we walk in fear. We give birth to that thing that we don't want to happen in our life. But when we operate in faith, we're giving birth to what we do want to happen in our lives. So today we're going to begin to set that compass. And in order to do that, we have to understand four truths. The first one is it is God's will for you to be married. In Genesis 2.18, you know, God says it's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Now, when we look at that word comparable, we realize that the the definition of it is suitable, designed for purpose, suitable for comparison or similar and like. So God is sending you someone who's on the same level as you, someone who is designed for your purpose, someone who is suitable for comparison. So basically. How you've progressed in your thought life. Or to the level that you've progressed in your thought life. That's all that you can expect to receive. What does it say in Luke 638? For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. See, the thing you got to understand is your thought life is actually giving off something. We always talk about the energy that somebody gives off. So what is it that you are giving off? You know, your thoughts are the blueprints. They're the expectation. They're the work orders that you're giving out. You know, when you look at Mark 24 and 5, it says, take heed with what measure that you hear. So basically with the same measure that you hear, that's how you're going to receive it back. Because what you've put on the inside of you, that fills your heart. And now your heart is producing what is in it. That's why it also says, same scripture, Mark 24, 25, whoever has more will be given to him and whoever does not have even what he has will be taken away from. him. So what you have will be given to you. So the level that you've attained to, that's what you're going to receive because your heart is always producing according to what it is full of. You look at Proverbs 4, 23, and it says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. What flows out of your life are the forces of life. Everything is flowing out of your heart. You know, the job that you have, the house that you live in, the friends that you have, the spouse that you end up with, all flows out of your heart. Your master set of thoughts causes everything to line up with it. And it's producing according to his quality. Third John and two says, beloved, I pray that you will prosper in all things and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So how, what, what level is your soul prospering at? What are you thinking about the thing? 
that's what's going to be brought back to you in your life. So now, if you never change the way that you think, if you never elevate the way that you think, you would just draw somebody with a similar set of circumstances as where you are now. Now, if you're happy with where you are now, then great, because you will draw somebody that has that similar set of circumstances. But if you're not happy with where you are, if you feel like, you know, I'm not at that place that I should be, and you know that you have some wrong thinking, you know that you have some wrong beliefs, those are some things that you want to address, or you're just going to continually draw someone who is just like you in their thinking. You know, you look at the parable of the talents in uh, Matthew 25, 14 through 30, I believe it is. So the master has three servants and it says that he gives talents to each person according to their individual ability. To the one he gave five talents, to the second he gave, uh, I believe it was three talents, and to the last one he gave one talent. And the interesting thing is the one that he gave five talents to multiplied the money so that he had 10 talents. The one that he gave three talents to multiplied the money so that he had six talents. But the one that he gave one talent to hid his money because he was afraid of his master. He knew that his master reaped where he didn't sow. And so he was afraid. And so he hid the money and he only returned back to the master one talent. It's interesting how each of these individuals performed exactly the way that the master thought they would. It's because of their thought life. It's because of what is going on the inside of them. Now, when God gave the 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 guy with uh, with five talents who multiplied it, when he says take from that one talent from the one who didn't do anything and give it to him who has five talents. Is God playing favorites by giving the guy that we call the five talent man? Is he playing favorites by giving him more? No. It's not God who determines what we receive. It's us who determine what we receive from God based on what's happening in our thought life. Proverbs 23 and 7 tells us that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So again, you're looking at God as God limiting you or God saying this is what is for you. And that's not what's happening. What's happening is you're limiting yourself. God has so much more in store for you, but you aren't willing to receive it. I remember reading where it says that uh, uh, going back to Genesis, where he says, it's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. And God stopped me right there. He says, now you may not always receive what I said is comparable, but you will always receive what you believe is comparable. You will always receive what you agree with. So now it becomes paramount. It becomes extremely important for us to set our minds in belief with what God has already said so that we receive something or someone comparable to what God has said for us, something in line with what he has spoken over our lives. See, he has set up a system and he has uh, set up a plan and he has given us a gift and he has already determined what is comparable for us. But if we do not believe that and we believe lesser than we receive the lesser than because that's what we have laid a hold of with our faith. So now it's going to be important for you to surround yourself with people who believe as you believe or people who believe as you desire to believe. Why? Because when you surround yourself with people of low thoughts and uh, uh, low expectations, that rubs off on you. And now that begins to affect the quality of your own individual life. And you again, you got to remember your heart will produce what it is full of. So what are you going to meditate on? Are you going to uh, produce the life that God has for you? Or are you going to produce the life that Satan has for you? 
because people are always going to be talking. There's going to be information coming from left and coming from right, trying to either persuade you for God's way or persuade you for Satan's way. And God has so much more in store for you than what you could ever dare ask or think. He says that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And so now we got to begin to focus on him and get ourselves in line with what he has said. Now, the interesting thing is we do see relationships sometimes that do appear to be unequal. And what do you say about those? Well, those are relationships where one or both of them have made the decision to enter into that relationship based off an unseen commonality. And that's not what God has designed because you got to understand he when he says do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. He is not simply just referring to being with people who aren't born again. He's basically referring to you not being in a relationship with someone who doesn't have the same master set of thoughts that you do. Because remember, your master set of thoughts is making sure that everything in your life lines up with it. So how you think determines what's in your life. And he wants you to have somebody who has that same thought set. Because how can two walk together except they be agreed? And a lot of times, you know, you have people who've gotten born again, but they hadn't renewed their thinking. So they're still living the life that they lived before they got born again. They're born again. They're perfect in their spirit, but they aren't experiencing anything new in their life. They aren't experiencing the power of God and they aren't experiencing the grace and the fullness of God because they haven't changed their thinking. You know, in Romans 12, it tells us to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. They aren't renewing their minds. God wants us to prove what is his good and acceptable and his perfect will by us renewing our mind. And what happens is people, they've gotten born again. They go to church and they have all of these traditions and these beliefs that come from wrong teaching and it robs them of the power of God. So a lot of times being with a, a Christian who hadn't renewed their thinking can be worse than being with a, a sinner because their tradition is making the word of God of no effect. And these thoughts, these beliefs are strongholds in their lives, whereas a lot of times the person who just got born again, they're willing to receive something different. Understand, God doesn't just want you to be in a relationship. He wants you to be in a relationship that is experiencing his power, a relationship where you agree so that you can accomplish anything. Just like in Genesis 11, where it said where they were building the Tower of Babel. And now the interesting thing is verse four. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Verse five. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said in verse six, indeed, the people are one and they all are and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Notice they hadn't already built it, but God had already counted it as built because the people were one and of one language. And what they proposed to do, none of that would be withheld from them because they agreed because they were one and of one language. They saw things the same. They were moving in the right direction. There was a spirit of unity that was there. And that's the same thing God has designed for us a relationship where there is unity, where we're one and of one language, where we're seeing the same thing. We're going in the same direction. We have the same goal and the same purpose. But it first starts with understanding that it is his will for us to be married and then being willing to renew our mind, being willing to think 
in line with what he said and believe in line with what he said. Well, that's our show for today. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me through my social media accounts at DellLotJR. And on Instagram, it's Dell.Lot. Or you can reach out to me through my blog, abetterpickupline.com, and inbox me your questions there. Now, before we leave, I'm going to ask you to do three things. Number one, subscribe. Whether you're listening through iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite pod catcher is, make sure you subscribe. The second thing, help me spread the word. If you're consuming this podcast through Facebook or YouTube, like, share, comment. Make sure you tell somebody who you think this podcast would be a benefit to. The third thing I'm asking you to do is visit DellLot.org. If you'd like to invite me out to your church, your convention, your conference, your organization, whatever your function is, you would like me to come out and speak. You can find all the information on DellLot.org. As well, there's information about my book, In That Land, A Seed Time and Harvest Approach to Finding a Wife. And I'm going to ask you to purchase that today. And with that being said, I want you to have a great and awesome day. And join me next time on A Better Pickup Line, the podcast. Oh, 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 oh,